Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. What's up, everybody? So excited to be with you guys today. And I am fired up pun intended, to connect with our guests today that we get the privilege to interview, Nick and Megan Unsworth. They have played a crucial role, I know, in my life, in our life. Sandy and I, you know, it started as mentorship. They've become friends of ours and just really, really excited to to just chat and have a conversation with them today because Nick and Megan both played a crucial role for me in a prior episode. In episode two, I kind of dove into being in finance for 10 years wanting more, having it on my heart that I want to serve and impact people. And really, uh, oftentimes you find, okay, who can I model after? Who do I look up to or respect or want as a mentor and go seek that? Asking, you shall receive. Asking it is given. Get magnetic towards it. So I heard Nick on a podcast, actually, shout out JLD Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast. I heard him on a podcast and I was away on a work trip. And I just remember thinking like, this guy is magnetic. I like this guy's energy. You know, when you hear and meet those people and you're like, I've got to establish a relationship with this person. So I hear him, I look him up. He's in San Diego. He's in my backyard. I'm up in Orange County. And better than that, he's actually putting on a three-day event. I'm on a work trip in Boston or New York, and I'm actually flying back into San Diego on the last day of the event. So I fly in, I'm in my like suit doing, you know, finance stuff. And I roll right in to the last day of this epic event. And Nick and Megan both added so much value. And I could just see, I was like, I need to align myself with these people. And I was like, and Nick has had a coaching program and Megan, and they both coach in it. And they threw out their offer that day. Nick always says irresistible offer. And I was like, I'm in, let's go. And I'm a very, you know, Sandy could probably touch on this, but I really think things through. I'm not as like on the spot. Let's go. Let's ride. Let's do this. So I come home all fired up like, babe, I just met my coaches, my mentors. Like I'm doing this. Like, let's rock. And I feel like that's where you could probably jump in. Okay. Yes. So this was two years ago. This is December of 2018. And Wade comes home and tells me this. And I'm like, we're getting married in two weeks. Like, this is great that you want to do this. I, I don't know that we need to make this decision right at this moment. Like, let's focus on what's happening for us right now. And he was like, no, we need to do this right now. So we get on a call with Nick and Megan and we're literally outside of our dance class, like ready to do the final touches on like our first dance. And I'm like running late into the class and I'm on the phone with Nick and Megan. I'm like, yes, this all sounds wonderful. I'm just trying to understand like, wait, can, can you just do this after? (laughs) But that's how it all started. Yes. I love it. So Sandy, I remember her writing me a letter because this was, you know, a big decision and, and we were making we were pivoting in our careers and in our lives and we were about to get married. And, you know, these are things you talk about. And she wrote me the sweetest letter and said, babe, I trust you. Whatever feels right in your heart, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm behind you. So with that said, we wanted to welcome on Nick and Megan Unsworth, total power couple, 
entrepreneurs building an amazing business with life on fire, which they'll get to touch on. And just such a, you know, models in our life of what a solid foundation of a marriage looks like, what building a business together looks like, what having a vision for their life and having a faith-filled, fulfilling life looks like. And so with, we wanted, we were like, who should we have on the podcast? Cool. Nick and Megan Nunsworth came to mind right away. So with that said, I remember first hearing you, Nick, on a podcast, you went through the five steps in like life on fire's five steps. So would love to hear both of your stories. We give you guys free reign and just are excited for the listeners to get to know you guys. Come on. Well, hey, we're super excited to be here with you. Let's get magnetic. And uh, well, we're so glad that you made the decision to you know get to the event that day. And for everyone listening, when Wade came in, it was like you knew Wade was in the building. I mean, he sat dead center right in the middle, right up front and just stood up and asked these, you know, asking questions and and literally just knew right off the bat. I'm like, here's a guy that I would love to get to know and, and be friends with and do life with. And, and then got to meet Sandy, which was so cool. And and uh, and it was good. Gave some time to let the coaching offer breathe a little bit. We, you know, we didn't even jump right into it, but uh, it's just incredible. You know, and I, I feel like when we are clear on what we want, it shows up. You know, and, and what I would love to do is to um, teach our life on fire five step success framework uh, as I just share briefly, you know, a story about Megan and I. So I'm going to just share the steps real fast just so everyone can kind of hear the context and then you'll hear it throughout the story. So uh, the first step is vision. The second step is letter. Uh, third step is declaration. Fourth step is resource up. And then step number five is faith over fear. And so I'll pick up the story where uh, for me, I was, I had just become like a born again Christian, right? So I just like made this big decision. I like dedicated my life to God. My first big prayer was, God, I command you to bring me my wife. And it was like, kind of a bold thing to say, you know what I mean? To God of all people, like, hey, I command you. But yeah, I mean, I just didn't know what I didn't know. And I'm like, you know, and I had just crazy train wreck, you know, dates and being single wasn't something that I, I wanted. And so what I did was, I use that process. And so I'm like, gosh, you know what? Like, what if I can come up with a vision for what my best friend, my soulmate, my wife would look like, be like? And so I I have got this really clear vision. I write it all down. Now, the frame for the letter that's so important is that I wrote it as if it already had been achieved. And so I wrote as if we had already met, you know, and that we were getting engaged and I put a date to it. So anytime if you put a date to a vision, to a declaration, to your letter, it's so important, you know, for you to attract and to get what you want. So write the letter out, you know, and I write it in vivid detail of, you know, how she, you know, helped me become a better version of myself, uh, helped me grow my faith, her and I together working and being like a power couple in business. That was a dream I always had since I was a little kid. I always wanted to do like life and business with my with my wife, with my spouse. And so, um, and that's not always easy, right? To, to find someone that would want to do that, you know? And, uh, and so wrote it all out in vivid detail, even put in there like, you know, dark hair, green eyes. And that was just like, I believe just a download from God. Like that's just, I was just writing, I was in a good state, you know, uh, put yourself in an environment to really write out the vision that you have. And to put a date to it. So what was crazy was that the next step is the declaration. So that just means when you take the vision, what's on your heart, what's in your mind, and you just start boldly sharing it with people, like this is where everything changes. You know, it's like if you have a vision for your life, but if you keep that buried inside, you get to play safe. You get to stay comfortable. You never have to stretch. You don't need to grow because the only one that knows is you, right? So 
But when you make a declaration, when you put your foot down and you say like, I'm going to start that business by this date, I'm going to launch that podcast, I'm going to X, Y, Z, right? Whatever it is for you, and you put a date to it, it can be scary because you're telling other people, like you're airing it out there to the world. And so I was at this big event on stage and I read my letter and I opened it by just saying, next year, this event next year in 12 months, I'll be bringing you know, my fiance and I'll be engaged in a year. And I read this letter of what it would look like, feel like, be like. Now the letter, again, the frame is like what it feels like to wake up on that day as if it's already accomplished. So I'm reading this letter out, you know, and like people in the crowd, there's like 350 people there. They're like digging it. Wow. Okay. Get off stage. And they're like, we took a break. And they're like, well, where, where is she? <laughs> you know, like I want to meet her. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's who I'm going to, you know, be engaged to and going to meet. And they're like, but you said you're going to be engaged in a year. You must be dating her, right? And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not dating her. But this is what I'm believing for, right? Like this is, this is, you know, my letter, my declaration, and I'm committing. They're like, but you're going to be engaged. In, like, isn't that crazy? Like, what if you don't meet her? What if, you know what I mean? And, and I'm like, but that's, that's what we get to do. Like, that's what's so fun about life. That's what's so fun about living a magnetic lifestyle of going out and having a vision, putting a date to it, and then boldly declaring it. Now. You got to figure once you read that letter to yourself and, you know, a few times you look at it and the thing that happened for me is I was like, if I'm going to meet her, I've got to like level up. I'm like, I'm going to need to get like, get in shape. I'm going to need to like get a relationship coach to help me work through just old beliefs and old mindsets, things like that. And do whatever it takes to put me in the best position to meet her. And so that's what I did. And so that step is number four, which is uh, resourcing up. And what's cool is that when you make a declaration, you actually attract resources. There were people in the crowd that were like, oh my gosh, like, and you know, the guy that I ended up working with, I met from a referral because I had the guts to share it. So Giovanni, if I had never done that, I probably would have never met the coach that helped me rewire some of my old stinking thinking, you know, and like, I believe that that was a critical piece to being the man that she would be attracted to, you know, so I had to like rise up to the occasion. And then the fifth step is faith over fear. And that is, you know, when you have a big vision, we all got to just know, I mean, and you guys know, right? Like when you've got a big vision, there will be things to try and take you down. Like there'll be things to get in your way. There'll be negative thoughts. And imagine if we could all take those fears and just have this belief, this, this reframe of the more fear I experience, the scarier, scarier that this is, then the bigger the blessing is on the other side, you know? And so left the event and, you know, wa started walking all that out and, you know, getting the coaching. And then I'll have you pick it up from here where, you know, how we actually met and then shoot, turned into a whole business together and all this cool stuff. The process worked, but what happened from there? Well, Come on. I'll, I'll share like a, my story to bring it up to, to that speed. And so anybody, you guys play the game mash in high school. Did you ever play that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like mansion, apartment, shack or house. Right? <laughs> like who you think you're going to marry? What your career going to do? I did that. You know, I played that game. And then I was like, in my head, I was like, what if you actually did this in real life? If you actually got to create that future for yourself, like here I am as a teenager thinking of that. And I look back and I think, wow, like I wanted to have a house by the water in California and, and like, that came to life from being a teenager. And so I had been doing vision boards for a really long time. And in 2014, before I met Nick, I created this vision board. And for me, I didn't have 
the letter in depth like he did, but I had paired it with what I wanted. So if there was something on my vision board, I paired it with a paragraph of like what that was going to look like. And my vision boards were always done for 12 months. And so I knew that I wanted to be in a relationship and the relationship that I wanted to be in was the one with the person I was going to marry and had just dated a bunch of egotistical train wrecks. So um, I was like, I, this is what I want. So I'm going to be believing for. So I laid a diamond on there and other things. The biggest thing that sticks out to me is I had this and it's a brain, it's called hearts on fire. And I knew that I wanted to be engaged. So our company is life on fire. And it's just so cool how the inner weavings of everything, when you look back at things like that. And so I was like, I am going to meet my husband this year. And the thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to put myself first. I'm going to put what I want, which sounds really selfish, but before I was always doing the thing that anybody else I was dating wanted, and I wasn't truly being me. So I needed to be selfish in a way that I was going to be who I am not who I think somebody that I'm dating wants me to be because that was really a struggle for me. And so that was something that I declared. I also gave it up to the Lord, like for us as Christians in our faith walk, that's something I did. I was like, okay, I know you're going to do this. And I surrendered everything and just started working on things in my life as well. And one thing that I knew that was kind of weird, but I guess not really anymore, is that I was going to meet my husband on online dating <laughs> because everywhere else. Wow. Is Prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I, I don't know what that looks like, but this is how I'm going to, this is where I'm going to meet my husband. And so I looked into a bunch of different dating apps and I was like, wow, these things take way too much time. I was, uh, had a juice business, health and wellness. I was in that and in that type of coaching. And I was like, I don't have time for this. I need something very easy. So I heard people talking about, <laughs> I heard people talking about uh, Tinder, but I didn't know what Tinder was. I thought it was like where you meet and match people. That's what it, then it was easy. You just swiped on it. And so Apparently, people use it as a hookup site as well, but what? I believe you use any resource <laughs> for what you want out of it. So it doesn't matter. I used to be like, oh, I can't really talk about Tinder because I found this out afterwards. But I'm like, you know what? You use a tool and a resource for what you want it, whatever that may be. So I was like, I want to meet my husband. And so just swiping away, <laughs> <laughs> just looking, you know, and I came across Nick's photo and a couple things we had. I don't know, like 200 friends in common. So Tinder brings in your friends and your activities and different things that like common interest. I knew that we were in the same industry based on the friends that we, the people that we had the same of. So I was like, we're going to get each other because at that point there, people were in digital marketing and online, but not a lot. So the fact that we had all of it, I'm like, wow, we're going to understand each other. We're going to understand our, like our language of what we're doing. That's awesome. His photos, who's just, they're very handsome. I was like, this looks like a really wholesome, good guy that this is the thought process that I go in when I'm swiping. And, um, so yeah, so we, I wholesome baby. Wholesome. <laughs> 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 yes, or whatever. I don't even know. I only had dinner for like 10 days or something before we matched or whatever. So I swiped on it. And then Nick likes this part. So <laughs> we didn't match right away. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> why? Why don't we match? <laughs> like we had all these things in common and we should probably match. So I just was kept going on looking to see, did this guy, Nick, did he say 
did he say yes? Well, he doesn't know this. He doesn't know that like I've gone back and looked. I'm like, this is like the guy, like he's well dressed. His photos look awesome. Like super wholesome. I mean, you are a good guy. I mean, you are. He's a great guy. Your photos. That's what it portrayed. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like there might be people here listening and want relationship stuff. Like you might, you might think you want one thing, but really it's like, what do you want in a relationship? And I could see that just from his photos. I'm like, he is going to treat me right. He's the first person to buy me flowers. He's the first person to do all these things that make me cry. And, and it was everything that I wanted. And so I use that word. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm just joking. not a great word, but <laughs> better than like husky or like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. 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 Amazing. And so we didn't match right away. So I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay. And then, well, he was not actually on it. So he had moved the Tinder app because he had a moment, a God moment, and he prayed and it's like, God, I command you to bring me my wife. <laughs> so he had moved the Tinder app to like on your iPhone, you know, you can move slide things all the way to the last page or whatever it's called. Yeah, I just wanted to get it get it out of there because I basically like I had matchmakers. So I was like, you know, prior to meeting Megan, I mean, I had matchmakers. I was like doing all these things to like find the right person. And then finally, I, you know, had a couple friends or a friend, Maria, and she she just had this really incredible story and journey. And she was just like, you know, I was had matchmakers and I was going on these dates and I had been catfish and like a dude showed up and like it was awful. And, and she would hear these things. We did like a product launch together. And I'm like, well, you're, she's like 35 years old. Like, what are you doing to find your husband? And she's like, Oh brother, like my heavenly father hasn't picked out. And I'm like, that's your answer. <laughs> really? Right. And then when I, uh, and it ties into the story is like when I rededicated my life to God is because the thing that I wanted more than anything is love. And I think that for most human beings, right, it's like our greatest human need and desire is love and to, to give love and to be loved. And so when that was her response, where I was doing all this stuff to try and, you know, meet the right person, she meets like her husband and she's like, I'm getting married. I'm like, what? Like that just happened. And she's like, well, he'll be in town. The only place you can meet him is at church. I'm like, really? I'm like, oh man, like grew up Catholic. I didn't want to go to church. And I went there to just see like, is this legit? Like I want to meet this guy. And their love was like what she was imagining. And it's just like that. And you guys know, like anyone that's listening that is in love that found the love of their life, like y'all know that feeling, right? And I witnessed it with them. And I was like, that's crazy. Like she prayed for it and it happened. And if you think about it, like, you know, there's some people that don't believe in that and think of like law of attraction, things like that. She prayed. And so that's when I rededicated my life to God that day. And then it was after that, I made, you know, the declaration and read the letter and all those things. So what happened was I fired the matchmakers and I got rid of my Tinder account and then moved it to the end of like, so I wouldn't see it. So I wasn't actually using it. And for a beautiful woman to like, you know, when they're on Tinder, most guys are going to say yes, <laughs> you know, just kind of how it is. And, um, and I was the only one that didn't, if I had seen it, I would have like probably screwed it up. Like I probably would have like been so <laughs> over the top. You know what I mean? Like I would have been like, okay, can I see you tomorrow? Like not wholesome. Okay, will you be my wife? Right. <laughs> yep. I would have probably blown it. <laughs> so it was like, it was really cool how that happened because the curiosity and y'all know, like the hunt and the chase and like, and so she's like, what the heck This one guy didn't respond. Right. So I pick up my phone and without hitting any of the buttons, the Tinder app was open and, and I see Megan's photo and literally like it was 
everything that I had been reading about. You got to imagine like every single day in my letter. So like, it was so clear. It was so obvious. You know, the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Like I knew that she'd be my wife. And the crazy thing was I had like a piece of about it. I wasn't like freaking out, you know, didn't have that relationship, you know, anxiety when you're trying to like date. And so we match and then she was super busy and I'm just trying to like now get the date. And so I do a little bit of recon, you know, not my marketing guy. So I find out <laughs> like would make these juice cleanses. And so I was like a conversation starter. I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing a juice cleanse. She's like, really? <laughs> so she gets all into that and delivers the juice so that I can meet her. We had our first date at church, which was not normal whatsoever for me. Um, definitely, had, that was a first. It was a first for me too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I was like my life, and now I'm going to church on a date. Like this is crazy. Okay, we know it's a God story. Um, but so from that, you know, everything worked out as the letter said. You know, and and uh, I think it's also pretty interesting that Megan. You would always say that since she was a little girl, she always thought that she would marry a man named Nick, you know, mm-hmm. and if you think about just the power of our minds, you think about the power of her having that, you know, vision board and her wanting and believing to find love, same thing for me. And then it happening within that time frame. So vision, letter, declaration, resource up, faith over fear, boom, get yourself a wife. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh my so gosh. So good. I love how, I love that story from both ends of how you attract each other. And it really goes back to what Nick shared in the beginning of having a vision for it putting it down on paper. Sometimes we let stuff stay in our brain and getting it onto paper into a letter or in in Megan's case, onto a vision board. And that actually, side note, Nick and Megan coached me for six months and they made me do a vision board and they made me put goals out there and they made me declare them and they were scary as heck. And I was like, how am I going to do all this? And they were just like, just faith over fear. Faith over fear. And I set the goals Our and coaching is really immediately simple. we just say faith over fear. Like, like but yeah. can you help? No, you know what? Um, I'm gonna actually bring you back to rule number five, uh, faith over fear. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember being, you know, scared out of my pants when I set the goals and be like, how am I gonna do this? And at that point it was a six month time frame in six months. And, but it's funny, like your guys' story and like how you guys came together, like when you put something out there and you declare it, all of a sudden resources start coming to you. All of a sudden things, you know, God, whoever puts things into your life and Sandy and I kind of then found our calling. And all of a sudden I look back after six months and I thought I was going to hit none of these goals and I hit every single one. And it wasn't the vehicle that I thought it would be in. I didn't think it would be how, but we don't always need to know the how or the path. We like dedicate to it and the path will unfold, right? So I love that you guys can't see Megan right now, but Nick saying everything like Nick, uh, Megan's beautiful. She does have green eyes and brown hair. Like it's everything he described in his letter. And I love it too. I think this is a great transition because you guys shared, you met on Tinder. I think it is like the fire icon app, right? And your business now is life on fire. And it's just, it's too, it's too coincidental. I, I don't think there's such thing as coincidence. Dude, one but thing on that, this is, this is, this is crazy. This so is crazy. before any of this happened, right? When we created the logo for Life on Fire, had this real fancy, you know, branding company. And, uh, and so I'm looking at the logo and I see the dot on the eye. And I'm like, I'm like, I just, I'm like, I need this to have like, the flame, like from Tinder, like the Tinder flame. <laughs> and I called it the Tinder flame. And and the guy yes. was like, oh, Unsworth, you're being ridiculous. Like, we don't need that. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm like, we, I, I'm like, dude, this, we're paying you. My cut, like, I want the Tinder flame <laughs> in 
the logo. So the Tinder dot, like the flame is in the flipping logo. That's <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. So that's wow. a- we have Tinder baby. So it's crazy. We got two kids. <laughs> Thank you, Tinder. Wow. Honestly, I, I honestly thought you guys met through mutual friends. Like I didn't know the depths of that story. That is amazing. Okay. I want to transition because I know you guys have a lot of cool stories and just incredible experiences in your life. I feel like what comes first? Was it the house or was it life on fire? I think it's a perfect transition with the Tinder, the fire, the emblem into, okay, you guys got met each other, got married. Then you built this amazing company together, Life on Fire. It's a seven, let me brag on you for a second, seven-figure business. You're partnered with Tony Robbins. You're doing all the things. You're making a huge impact in the world, like literally reaching thousands and tens of thousands of people. I've made probably even beyond that. How'd it come to be? Like, we'd love to hear your guys' story in that sense too. Yeah, so I'll do a quick crash course. So basically, and it's it really is so cool that the same five steps works in business it works in love it works you know for us when we got built our house and, and different things so prior, so before megan i basically had been an entrepreneur my whole life i had witnessed my father just working so dang hard that you know he was doing everything he could to provide and you know what what i saw as a kid was shoot like where's dad you know and where but not just my dad but like where's the adults if you think about like for most kids growing up, maybe, you know, you can relate. Maybe you know someone that can relate, right? Like, they're so busy. I just had this, like, insatiable desire to be financially free, to, you know, to do something that I love that had purpose. And so I was on this mission. I, you know, failed forward fast. I, you know, got into network marketing, you know, one of the companies I did great at. And then one, you know, then it uh, went bankrupt. Then I went to the next, the next, the next. So fast forward 11 different business failures. I woke up at 28 years old. And you can imagine with so many different, with 11 failures at 28 years old, you really think about it. Like, I know a lot of entrepreneurs have sob stories, right? But like, Think about, you know, the thing that you want so bad, like this burning desire just being ripped out from under you, like over and over and over again, it starts to like, like just dampen in like, you know, put out that fire on the inside, you start to think like you start listening to other people, you know, so people are saying like, why don't you be more like your brother? Why don't you give up, man? Like you suck at this, like give up, like seriously, stop doing it to yourself. Like it, it was, it was pretty nasty, like what I went through, but then my mom gave me the book, The Secret, and she writes in it, I believe in you. And so it was in that moment where I had this like burst of courage. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to do the thing that I said I was going to do when I was a little kid. I'm going to sell a company before I turn 30. I'm going to write a letter of what it would feel like, look like, be like. Same process I just shared, right? So vision, wrote the letter, I put a date to it. And I said, before I turn 30 years old, I'm going to build and sell a company. And then I resourced up. You know, I had tattooed the goal on my chest, which is a little bit nuts because I knew... <laughs> That like, if I wasn't, if I didn't burn the boats and if I didn't like just destroy any backup plans, it's human nature. Sometimes people need to like go all in on their dreams because if you're doing the part-time thing, if you're doing, I'm doing five things at once, like you just may never get there, right? It takes time. So I said, I'm going all in on this thing. Put the goal, I put the flipping date, <laughs> my chest, my chest backwards. And this isn't just a date either. Like this is a full-fledged, like his whole peck is yeah. this tattoo. He declared it. Like Nick put himself out yeah. there. He's like, this like, is I happening. have to do it. So, you know, and, but people, once I started telling people, I, yeah, I definitely heard you're crazy. But then I also had people that said, well, Hey, if you're going to sell a company, there's like this one guy, Eben Pagan, you have to go hire him. And so I borrowed money that step resource up. I borrowed money to get there. 
And, and that's a word for somebody listening, because if you've got a dream on the inside, if you want to start your podcast, if you want to start a coaching, whatever, you know, an MLM business, whatever that is for you, sometimes we have to invest in ourselves, you know, and I wasn't going to get to where I needed to go by playing small or by doing the same action. So I borrow the money, I get to this thing, the mentor looks at my life and he says, Nick, you've just been missing marketing. If you just have marketing, you can build an MLM company, you can build whatever insert, whatever that niche is for you, right? So I come back from that and started in Facebook marketing. And and I'll fast forward just through, you know, it ended up going well, I ended up working with a lot of cool people. And then right before I turned 30, I sold the company. And so I the letter that I was reading every single day, it all happened. And the guy that bought it, think about how cool life is. The guy that bought it was the guy that I met at that mastermind. Can you believe that? Like, isn't that crazy? If I never borrowed the money to get there, none of this would happen. And I definitely wouldn't be here with Megan. So if you think of like how important our decisions are and, and really staying true to the vision that you have and the calling that's on the inside of you. So from that, and here's how it ties into life on fire. And then that's how I, you know, then how I met Megan is when I sold the business, I moved from this crummy place in Connecticut to San Diego and, you know, achieved what I, what I wrote in the letter, right? So like the view of the water, the sound of the waves, the smell of the ocean, all this cool stuff. Went, went from my grandmother's couch that was like 40 years old to like a couch with recliners. Like <laughs> I would literally just sit there and I'd be look at my feet and I'm like, this is like heaven on earth. Like that was me making it was the couch. And then, then my Moving wife. Up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what happened is I find myself on the balcony. I'm drinking a grapefruit sculpin IPA. It's like a local San Diego beer. And I will never forget for the rest of my life, the feeling that I had, how alone that I felt. And I was literally crying as I looked over the most beautiful sunset, the most beautiful bay in San Diego. And I've got all this stuff to be grateful for. But you know what I didn't do? I never put in my letter. I didn't put love. So I was alone, you know, and, and I made money from selling the ad agency. But now what? What purpose do I have? You know, and so from that, I'm like, shoot, what am I going to do? And so I'd use the same playbook. I spent a lot more money. I hired a coach. Um, she was 36,000 bucks. I thought that that was insane. But you know what I did? I looked at a, a person. It was actually Shanda Sumter. I looked at her and I, and I said, she's got a life that I would like to have. And sometimes for all the people out there, like, I just need clarity. I just need to know what I need to do. I just need to figure out what my niche is. Sometimes you just look around you and you point to someone and say, that's what I want. When you look at Wade and Sandy, like, look at how they live their lives. Like, you look at that and say, that's what I want. Well, then go towards it. We don't have to overcomplicate it. We don't need to make it like super, you know, impossible for ourselves. I just said, how do I get the life that you have? And she says, well, you got to hire a coach. And I'm like, done deal. So it was 36,000 bucks. I thought she was joking. Like what? (laughs) You know, and then I go to hire her. She's full. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm on a waiting list. I'm full. And I'm like, heck no, you're not full. I'm like, I need like, I need this life. I'm like a mess right now. I should be happy because I sold the company, but I'm alone. I'm, I have no purpose. I'm like, so when I hired her, she did the same process that we do, that many coaches do is I, she asked me about my story, right? And I told her about, you know, my dad and about wanting to, to love what I do for work. And then from your story, the next part is your stance. And so she's like, well, what's your stance? What pisses you off? What do you stand for? And all of a sudden it was like, you know what pisses me off? What drives me crazy is that people sell things online and sell courses and there's coaches, but most of them don't really care. They don't care about the people. And I want to take, I want to take the 10 years of pain, the 10 years of struggle that almost ripped me 
into pieces. And I want to go do that for somebody else. And instead of it taking a, a 10 years, I want to help them do it in a year. I want to help people not just get to the destination like I did and just, you know, okay, hit a goal and then expect you're supposed to be happy. I want to help people live their life today along the way. And then so she literally named the company. So you're saying you want to help people live their lives on fire. <clears throat> Let's go. Come on, dude. I mean, talk about was that $36,000 investment, right? I'm like, yep. oh my gosh. You know, so I go, I get the name trademark it. And so I did it for about a year before I met Megan and was just cranking, you know, doing coaching and, and learning the business. And how do you learn a brand new business? This is the coolest part about life and business. You just get the right mentors, get underweight and Sandy, right? Like go get the coach that taught me the coaching business. And then as soon as I met Megan, it was like dream come true. Now we can do this thing together. And, you know, to fast forward, it's like, you know, we now get to, you know, do the business together. We get to be you know, equally yoked in the business. And, you know, first year, it was just me. So it was all about me. And then now it's so special where it's a husband, wife team, just like, you know, with you guys. And mm -hmm. I feel like people resonate with it. We're attracting great clients, you know, a lot of good things are happening. So it's been fun. And it's been amazing. She's like awesome at coaching, hey. awesome at the business. So I usually just sit around and drink margaritas. And she pretty much does all <laughs> that letter was worth it. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> I can speak to that. I worked every week with Megan, you know, becoming the coach, the leader that I guess I am today. And it was just an amazing experience. And both of the both of you guys taught me so much. And, you know, that's a big part of why we thought of you guys and especially interviewing you today. And you touched on the Life on Fire. I really like what is Life on Fire? Where are you guys headed as a company, as a team, as a power couple? Like, what are you looking like impact are you looking to make in the world? Yeah. So, so we're still, you know, very focused on coaching. Cool thing is we learned a lot. So with COVID, we do a lot of in-person events. It's how, you know, we met waiter initially. So, and this is just a cool mindset reframe when COVID hit so many people around us, you know, in masterminds were like, Oh my gosh, we're all screwed, right? Like we can't do events. And Megan has always had just such bold faith. And like, basically I will you know, look at a situation, I'm thinking about all the, you know, finances that and she's just like came at it with the Psalm 6511. You want to share that? Yeah, you crown the year with a bountiful harvest, even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. And, and mm. basically, it was just like, she's like, babe, this is this is what we're going to lean into. And we're going to believe that this is going to be our best year yet. So yeah, a pandemic for an events company and a coaching company, it's kind of a problem. We just looked at it and said, not today. Like we are literally going to just declare like this is we're going to speak into existence. It's going to be our best year yet. And you know what? That's what we get to do as entrepreneurs, all of us. Right. And so we get to innovate. We get to pivot. And when others see problems, entrepreneurs, right, we are solution makers. That's what we all get to do. And so we looked at it and said, all right, well, let's find a way. Well, I mean, the world was basically changing before our, our eyes needing to go online. And so we decided that all the, the Life on Fire Challenge, which is about vision and goals, instead of it in that we're challenging people to live their lives on fire and to craft what it looks like and to make a vision board. And we always charged for it. Mm -hmm. And so we said, you know what? Let's just put the money aside. Let's just focus on helping people through COVID and helping because we know vision will take people out of depression, out of, you know, peril, like we're like, let's just bless people. Let's just run a bunch of ads. Like, let's do a free challenge for the first time ever. And it was insane. Like, 
everybody was home. Everybody was online. We didn't realize this, but it was like, okay, this is nuts. It was the most successful challenge in March, right when COVID hit, we've ever done. And it was free. And then we shared how to work with us and it blew up. So we did it again and again and again. And so our whole company started to pivot a little bit. So it's just been really fun that we do online challenges and they're challenges to help people live their lives on fire. And it might be about vision. It might be about building influence or building a company or scaling online, different types of challenges. But we get to do it from home or from a laptop or an office. You know what I mean? And that that for us has been a lot more freeing because you would put, I mean, way the event that you went to, it took us six months to build that. We get to create the same impact and actually reach more people we used to do challenges with two, three, four, five hundred people. Dude, our life on fire challenge with over eleven thousand people. And so amazing, people, you know, that are in network marketing companies. And and you know, and what's so cool is like we're helping people see that if you build an audience and you build your brand, you do it wait and saying you're doing to build a podcast, right? Build your network, then it doesn't matter. Like what your products and services are, people will fall in love with you. Mm -hmm. You can be a coach and share coaching, right? Like you can, you can share whatever you're passionate about. And so we're helping lots of people do that. And then the other like big development is we're just huge into our faith. And we had a calling on making that more and more prominent, but we had fear get in the way because it was like, gosh, if we say that we're only for like faith-based entrepreneurs, are we going to, you know, offend a bunch of people? Is it, you know, are we going to lose clients? That was all fear talking, but God gave us that vision. And, and so just a couple, three months ago, we made the whole company, you know, focused around faith and same actions, right? Mm-hmm. Same challenges and coaching and things that we do, but we're just, it's just like an angle, you know, we're just being able to be authentically true to who we are. And Megan likes to pray for clients, pray on calls. Like we like to just, you know, share the power of God. And it's cool that we were able to just be open with that and not have to feel like we have to hide it. And so ever since we did that, it's been even better. You know, it's like we're we're tracking the right people and it's been good. So amazing. It's been an incredible thing to watch you guys over the past couple of years and getting to know you and how you guys do business in life. It's also so inspiring to just watch your marriage and how that is like the center of everything that you do. You guys are so about family and that's just, it's really refreshing to see. So one of my favorite stories from the Unsworths is their house story. And Megan, I feel like you tell it so well. So can you share with our audience, how did you guys get into your current home? Oh my goodness. It's such a great story. It's really about that ask and seeking and just believing for something that absolutely seems and feels impossible. And so Nick was actually out in the Bahamas, I think on a bachelor party. And I, after church one day took Aiden, I was pregnant with our, our second one, Riley. And I was wanting to check out this development. And it's just centrally located in San Diego, very close to everything, highways. It's really, that was really important that we could pretty much get anywhere in 10 to 15 minutes. And I had heard about this development through a good friend. And I went in and I toured the homes and I loved the builder because I had toured other homes in other areas of San Diego. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this builder. This is like so perfect. I love the location. Went in, toured the model homes, have all these like cute little photos and videos and all everything. I like showed it to Nick. He's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Let's go check it out. So we went and checked it out. He fell in love 
Well, the thing is when a new development is being developed, at least here in Southern California, is there's waiting lists. So you have to get, you have to have pre-approvals and you need to get on the waiting list. And then because it's a new development being built, it's basically a lottery. It's, hey, you're on the list. This house is up. And uh, do you want to take it? Yes or no? And then you have, nope. Okay. It wasn't the model you wanted. Hang up, you know? And so that's the process. Well, we didn't go through any pre-approval. We did not get on this list, but they let us know this process. And so we were living in a part of town that was pretty far from everything. And I, at that point, had just had our second Riley. And I was like, feeling like a little bit depressed and other things. I was like, I cannot live in this area. Like we, we got to be somewhere else and uh, knew that we really loved this neighborhood so much, but just, we weren't on the list. We didn't have a pre-approval. There was nothing we could do. And so I remember it was Black Friday actually. And uh, I think Riley was like six weeks old, maybe at the time or a month or something. She was super tiny. And we were like, well, let's, we were in a funk. We had some things going on. We were putting together an event, all kinds of stuff. And a lot of time goes into that. And so we were like, well, let's just go look at homes. I don't know what we were thinking, but this is a a divine moment, I believe. And so if you have children, you're listening to this and you have children, you hear something called the witching hour, right? So they get super whiny and cry and they're like ready to go to bed. Well, we decide that's the perfect time to go look at homes on Black Friday. <laughs> so we went to this one development that our mentors that had their first home in and it was, you know, centrally located, but we're like, oh my gosh, like houses are so like close together. And it was in a price range. I'm doing air quotes, can't see it, but price range that we could afford, you know, to be in. And we didn't love it. We didn't love it. And so Nick just had this inkling, like, let's go to Tavara Ridge. And I was like, let's do it. I don't know what this is going to look like, but let's do it. So we had toured it many, many, many times. And we had walked in, Nick had walked in, I stayed in the car with the babies and Jeff, the guy, the sales guy there, he'd always seen us. He's like, here you are again. But this time when Nick walked in, he was like, oh, like he saw a ghost, like, oh my gosh, you're here right now. And it was like, what, what, like, what, what do you mean we're here right now? Like, what does that mean? He's like, there's a house that just fell out of escrow. I've notified everybody on the list. They have a certain amount of time that they can get back to us. We know you're not on the list. However, if you have a check, we can hold, and for the down, not a down payment, but just kind of like a holding, we can hold this house and reserve it for you. Like, oh my God. I'm like, what is going on? What is taking him so long in there? Like, <laughs> crying. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I think I have a check. Like, who carries checks anymore, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I happen to have, don't ask me why, <laughs> but I happen to have Nick's personal checks. (laughs) Wow. So when you put down anything, it can't come from a business and needs to come from a personal account. I have life on fire checks. Obviously that's our business, but I had a personal check that was loose in my purse. Insane. Another divine moment, right? So we're like, oh my gosh, like we can, we can get this house. Like we have no idea how it's going to happen, but we're just going to do it. And the whole thing with that is, is that we were putting on our three-day event that was in person that co- they cost a lot of money. They cost over six figures. And so all of our money was put into putting that event on. So we're like, okay, we're going to ask you to do something crazy. We're going to write you this check. 
but can you not cash it until next week till we move money back and around? Because I think it was a, it was a Friday. It was Black Friday. So we moved money back around so that because it's all going into this event. And so they, he was like, consider it monopoly money. And I was like, okay, we're going to write this. And he's like, you just tell me when. And, you know, we moved everything and they, they cashed it and everything was great. But it was just these moments that were leading up to, we wanted to be in that neighborhood. We visualized what our home was. We visualized that it would be a model too. And it just fell out of escrow. And there literally were people walking out the door who were on the list who wanted to think about it. We came in at the right moment, at the right time. That's why Jeff looked like a ghost is because he's like, here you are. It wasn't like, here you are. And it's like, here you are. Like, here you are. You've been coming here. You've been looking out this model too. You've been, you know, really wanting this home. It fell out of escrow. It's available. Can you put a check down? I had a loose check that happened to be next. Like there were so many things that it was just like, this is meant to be our house. And it's just so cool. We we got it. We crushed it at our event and had everything down for the big down payment of the house and got the loan and got to build our home. We got to pick the fixtures. We got to watch it from the slab of foundation up. And it's just so awesome. And then just believing for something so out of your comfort zone, out of your thought process. But I think I saw you two looking at land for building a home. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Just like you're going there and going there and going there and just believing for it. And it's more than just a belief. It's a desire. And I believe that all things work together when you put your mind to something, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to attract that. I don't know how, right? We were just like, we're not on the list for this. I mean, so many of our stories are this like moments of, okay, we're believing for and it happens. And that's like being able to steadfast in a positive mindset and a belief in where you're going and your vision and crafting your future that every decision that we make leads us to something. So there was a hunch that Nick had and we we went there and did all this. So it was just really awesome. We we built it and, you know, we're on to a new season of life, but we love this house so much. We built it to be a, you know, a dream home. Wow. It's so incredibly inspiring to hear that story too. Cause I feel like so many people can relate to that. Like so many times things seem out of reach and the easier thing to do would be like, that's never going to happen for us. But it's so just inspiring to see you like lean into that. And like we've been talking about kind of this whole episode, we often don't know how something is going to happen, but if you have that desire and you pair it with action and you have the belief, it can totally unfold for you. So, oh, I love that story. I feel like it's so relevant in our life too right now because Sandy and I are looking at homes in our next home and our dream home and Sandy has big vision and I might be a little more rational and grounded. I'm like, babe, well, we got to finance this somehow. She's like, I don't care how it's going to get done. And and it is, it's so true. And that story is so inspiring in that the Jeff, the salesman, when you guys were telling me us the stories, like not only are a hundred people ahead of you and you can't even get on the waiting list, but all hundred of these people would have to say, no, you don't have a one in a hundred chance. You have just beyond that. It's not even possible, right? But yeah. for the, you know, sometimes you have to see the invisible to do the impossible. You both had that vision, that intuition, like let's go. Somehow through this divine appointment, you guys call it, um, you guys always tell us divine appointment. If it's, there's this loophole where it falls out of escrow, you happen to be there. You happen to have a personal check. It's like, could you ever draw that up? Would that path ever unfold in your mind? No, it just, when you believe for it and commit to it and decide, like 
this is what we're doing. It just, it unfolds. So super empowering, especially for us in this chapter of life for us. So thank you for sharing that story. Incredible. So good. So happy too. So you guys are so amazing. You've played such a big role in our lives. And I know so many people listening are going to get connected with you. What's the best way for people to go through your coaching program or learn more about what you do or get connected or maybe do one of these free challenges? Can you let our listeners know? So we would love and be honored for you to come join us in our Life on Fire movement. And so it's a big, huge community, over 10,000 people in a Facebook group uh, growing every single day. So if you're hearing this and and uh, you're digging what we're sharing, then come join us. Just go to Facebook. You can search for Life on Fire Movement or it's just facebook.com slash Life on Fire Movement. And basically, you can just join the group, introduce yourself, let us know that you heard us on you know Wade and Sandy's show and we'll get to know you that way. And then we we basically we stream our live challenges into that Facebook group. You can connect with us personally there. And then we're just we're going live in there. We're just doing things that we using our gifts as coaches to enrich your lives completely for free, which is cool. So we would love to add value and get to know you. Mm, Incredible. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Nick and Megan Unsworth for joining us today. We are just on fire. Like our lives are on fire because you guys are in it. And just, we are so grateful for your, your friendship and your mentorship and so excited to see the impact you're making in the world. So thank you guys for coming on and just have an awesome rest of your day. Hey, love you guys. Thanks for having us. Yes. Love you guys. Wow. Having Nick and Megan on today was incredible. One of our first guests ever to be on Getting Magnetic. To connect with them, we'll have in the show notes how to find their Life on Fire movement on Facebook. We'll have links to their website. You can totally connect with them. They are incredible. Additionally, we'd love to hear from you guys. So if you ever have any questions for Wade or I, anything you've ever heard on a previous podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at gettingmagnetic at gmail.com. We would love to connect with you and get those questions answered, whether it's about business, about love, whatever it might be, we would love to hear from you. And finally, we would love for you to share this with someone. I challenge you who needed to hear today's episode. I challenge you to send it to three friends that you think really need to hear this. We would love for you to subscribe. We would love for you guys to rate this podcast. And most importantly, we'd love for you to review it. If you're on Apple Podcasts, write a sentence or two about your favorite part, about your biggest takeaway. What are you loving so far about the podcast? We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to connect. You can find me on Instagram at SandyClaw7. You can find Wade at Wellness with Wade. And you can find our podcast at Getting Magnetic. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic.